you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Coming up on today's NFL Fantasy Live podcast, we take a look at trades you ought to make and who you're sending and who you're bringing back because the playoffs are around the corner and the trade deadline just 10 days away. Plus, the Monday nightmare that was, a whole lot of that helps no one production. All that and more on today's NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Speaking of trade deadline, 10 days away, I know tomorrow on the show you're going to find out how to execute the perfect trade, but... We got a little something going this week, huh? We or a little did exchange. We? Or well, did we? <laughs> I guess, or lack lack thereof, exactly. Fabs, you needed a tight end. I was looking for an extra receiver and perhaps a little something extra, and it did not work out. Right. For this was last week. I traded you Doug Martin before he went yeah. on IR and Roddy White for Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. And neither one of us won. Yeah. Not I, so far, at least. At least I didn't have Roddy White in my lineup yet. But I, I, you know what? I'm going to say that this can still help us out. I, I do believe it still has a chance to help us out because Atlanta has a pretty good schedule mm-hmm. for two of the three playoff weeks, Green Bay and Washington. And those are the things you're going to have to start looking at when you're putting together your, your, your rosters right. or making your trades. So, I don't know. I mean, we, we might be all right. I'm more worried about Gonzalez's health right now. Yeah. That's what concerns yeah. me. What's he got left to play for, right? He's already said this is He's He's got to play no for my fantasy <laughs> team, go. money. For the social assassins. That's, <laughs> That's what he's right. got to play for. Let's get to the highlights from Monday Night Football. Buccaneers, Dolphins. Dolphins have been in the news lately. There's uh, Vincent Jackson, and he squaring off against Ryan Tannehill. Well, they're not going to be opposite one another on the field. But here we go. Bucks opening drive in the red zone. Running back Mike James takes the handoff, gets tackled just short of the end zone. He hurt. His ankle on the play, it was not pretty. Ended up getting, uh, well, not quite yet. Next play here, you got uh, Bucks quarterback Mike Glennon. Where does he go? Yeah. Donald, oh, my Donald, goodness. Donald Penn. That helps no one. Not Timothy Wright. Donald Penn, a number 70, catching a touchdown pass. There you go. Buccaneers lead 7-0. Now second quarter, Dolphins own one-yard line. Danny Thomas, that K-State Wildcat. Oh, tackled in the Takes end zone. Takes the safety. Levante David, by the way, underrated linebacker in the league. Gets the safety. 12-0 Bucks now. Under a minute to play until the half. And Tannehill finds. Let's see. It says here Rashard Matthews. Matthews. Yeah, not yeah. Brian Hartline. Not Mike Wallace. Rashard I'm Matthews. I'm guessing he wasn't started in any fantasy Yeah, games. and here we go. Late third quarter. Again. Rashard 
Matthews, 19 <laughs> touchdown, 24 fantasy points. They fail with a two-point conversion. And this is the fourth quarter. Glennon hands off to Bobby. Rainey runs for a 31-yard gain to the Dolphins' one-yard line it's like again. Darren Sproles in a Buccaneers uniform. Bobby Rainey, not just because of the number 43, but looks like a little exactly. wiggle out there. Rainey yeah. would score on the next play. 22-19. Bucks take the lead under two minutes. Dolphins fourth and 28 from their own 15. And Ryan Tannehill intercepted by... Not the best idea to throw it in Darrell Rivas' direction, especially when Mike Wallace is the receiver. And there is Ryan Tannehill as the Buccaneers defeat the Dolphins 22-19. Not a good evening for Ryan Tannehill. Not a bad one either. But when you look at Lamar Miller's production, seven <laughs> carries for two yards, you realize that that is something special. Now, um... Here you go. Here are your fantasy leaders. And you got your Richard Matthews. Again, you're feeling all right if you started Ryan Tannehill. You had 15 points. That's more than, hey, Tony Romo had. Certainly more than Jake Locker had against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But then you got Bobby Rainey, Brian Leonard. I see a Taquan Underwood sighting there. Charles Clay, who might have got you more points than Tony Gonzalez. It was really close, actually. It was very, very close. close. Um, No No one started any of those Buccaneers outside of Mike James who was on pace to have a big game, yeah. it looked like, yeah. unfortunately went down with that ankle. And uh, he is out indefinitely with a fractured ankle. And again, it was not pretty. Um, you saw him go down here right at the one prior to diving into that end zone. And uh, it's going to be a fractured ankle out indefinitely. Be very surprised to see him back, obviously. Oh, hope the best kid. for him. But uh, I know we're going to get to this a little bit later, injury replacements and how you can maybe keep your fantasy team going with the playoffs right around the corner. You got Brian Leonard, who had the 73 scrimmage yards. You had Bobby Rainey, who you just saw showing a little wiggle with the 53 yards from scrimmage and the touchdown. So if you got to go out and get one, if you had James, who who do you go for? You have a coin so I can flip it. There you go. I would go with Rainey, but this is going to be a committee. Greg Schiano has already said this is going to be a shared backfield. And to be quite honest, I don't think either one of these guys is worth more than a flex start and a desperation flex start at that. But if you have to get one, I'd go after Rainey. All right, so both of those, uh, like you said, emergency-only situation. What about Richard Matthews? Did, did we learn anything from this game? Is he a new favorite target of Ryan Tannehill? Should you start Richard Matthews over Brian Hartline or Mike Wallace? What, what do you do here? I don't buy it. I leave him on the waiver wire. This was a situation where Tannehill was looking to the guy that was open. It wasn't Mike Wallace because he was on Revis Island yep. all night. Brian Hartline, he only had five or six catches, so he wasn't doing much of anything. This is a kid that I need to see more from. I'm not buying it money. Keep him on the waiver wire, as I said. Yeah, and you got New England and at Buffalo in your playoffs, so it's not like you're going to be able to use him for the postseason. Anyway, Lamar Miller wasn't bad. He was somewhere beyond that. Nine touches, 11 scrimmage yards, uh, seven carries for two yards. Now, the Bucks do have a very good run defense, but what about moving forward with Lamar Miller? He's got San Diego, then Carolina, then a tremendous front seven of the New York Jets. Do you start him? He is a guy that is no more than a flex, and at this point he is a flex that you can't trust. During the, during the preseason, we looked at his schedule, and it looked really good, but that was with Carolina having a really bad run defense, and the Jets, the same thing. Now those run defenses, yeah. they flipped. They're very good. So Lamar Miller goes from having a schedule that looked really good on paper to having a schedule that looks really, really tough. I think we saw this coming. He had two big games in a row. The cliff was coming for Lamar Miller, that was that. and it came last night. Uh, we talked about, and you guys always do it on, on Sundays, the old that helps no one. Uh, here you go. 
It yeah. really was that that helps no one bowl, yeah. if you will, for this Monday nighter. Rashard Matthews, percentage owned, 0.1. Ryan Tannehill, percentage owned, 10%. Donald Penn, they put the offensive lineman on there. I love that. We need a picture of Adam hey, Rank up there. That is one-tenth of a point below Bobby Rainey and Rashard Matthews <laughs> in terms of ownership. Uh, it, it was a, a tough night. I know you always talk about the Monday nightmare, and this really was. This was a screaming nightmare. In its entirety. So there we go. Uh, now it is time to get to our latest headlines. And for that, it's uh, no good news is good good news like this good news. All right. Thanks, guys. The Seattle Seahawks wide receiver Percy Harvin has been placed on the active roster for week 11. NFL media insider Ian Rappaport says Harvin plans to play Sunday against his former team, the Minnesota Vikings. What should we expect here, Akbar? Well, I, uh, well, I'm expecting big production out of Percy Harvin. He's going up against his former team. But I also know, too, that Pete Carroll is going to want to get Percy Harvin acclimated to this offense again in live action. You can expect him to put up big numbers. Yeah, we know Pete Carroll a little bit. This seems like the kind of move he would make. He wants to show off a little bit, let him go up against his old former team and show, like, eh, maybe you maybe you shouldn't have let me go. Yeah, yeah, of course he's going to make a statement, and we know Pete Carroll can make statements uh, during the games. He certainly does. Jets wide receiver Santonio Holmes is expected to return versus the Bills in Week 11. That would be his first game action since Week 4. Now, he had just posted a huge day before the injury, Akbar. Is he worth a pickup? Yeah, absolutely. Put up 21 points against the Buffalo Bills during that Week 4 performance, and now he's coming back against the Buffalo Bills. So you would think that you would play Santonio Holmes. And I would say, yes, you know, now all of a sudden you've got a Geno Smith now a little bit more matured, understands the offense, is seeing a little bit more different defenses, so he can at least be able to excel in his offense with San Antonio Holmes. And let's be honest, I mean, Geno Smith hasn't had a wide receiver to no. throw the ball to. This is his first He's- legitimate wide receiver. So don't, you know, don't be surprised if you see him going to San Antonio pl- Holmes every single play. Okay, I'll, I'll hold you to that. All too. Right, every single play. <laughs> every single play. A pair of elite defenses have lost major pieces of their backfield. Bears cornerback Charles Tillman has been placed on our IR, designated to return. And the Seahawks say Brandon Browner could be down for quite a while. Which is a bigger loss for his team? Well, I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears. I mean, losing Pena Tillman, Charles Tillman has been an exceptional uh, cornerback for him. He's tied for uh, interceptions on the team. That is very, very hard for them to kind of recover because they've lost Lance Briggs. This is a team that's kind of fallen out of the top ten as far as fantasy defenses. This is going to drop this defense further down now, especially when you think about, you know, week 14. In the playoffs, they go up right. against Des Bryant and the Dallas Cowboys. The Bears weren't stopping anybody anyways. Uh you know, they, look, they put up some fantasy points. Yeah, but it, it actually helps us out because if you got Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey, now they get into these shootouts. <laughs> yeah, and now all of a sudden actually, they benefit. This like, is actually I, helping out anybody who has any, like any one of those guys. Now, we told you on Monday, Jake Locker would be out for the year with his Liz Frank injury, but he has now been placed on the injured reserve. Ryan Fitzpatrick, of course, is now set as the Titans starter for the rest of the season. Would you pick him up in deep leagues? You know, I would not pick up, you know, Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick right now. I mean, let's... let's you can't even honest. remember yeah, I mean, his name. Yeah, so that yeah, yeah. But I tell you who I am excited about. I, I'm excited about Delaney Walker. I think this Ooh, could yeah. mean something for Delaney Walker because typically when you have a new quarterback a, a coming in like Fitzpatrick, he's going to tend to go to his comfort spot. Oh, yeah. and that's the tight end position with Delaney Walker. I felt very comfortable when Delaney Walker wore number 46. Yeah, now you? he's sold out. He's wearing number 82. But yeah, we can but talk. that's a good number for we'll a tight talk, end. We'll take this off the air. Okay. Ravens head coach John Harbaugh says Ray Rice's hip injury 
injury has had an impact on his performance, and he has made it clear he was open to giving Bernard Pierce more carries. Akbar, is it time to jump ship on Ray Rice? Yes, it is. I mean, Ray Rice has not been able to produce. We've seen that this entire year. We've seen this offensive line uh, not be able to be there for him. We've seen him fight through injuries. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is a combination for disaster, and it should mean that you should part ways with Ray Rice. Perhaps bigger than the injury, I think it was a change of philosophy there when Castillo came over and started bringing in his zone-blocking scheme instead of that straight-ahead, pounded-out system that the Ravens had rode to a Super Bowl. Now you got a bunch of guys who are kind of playing out of position and a, and a running back that's injured. It's just not a good situation. Yeah, and, and I'll color that even further. And What that does for an offensive lineman, when you're a big, stout offensive lineman, you're used to kind of taking it down. Now all of a sudden, zone-blocking means you have to be a little bit more athletic. Right. And now all of a sudden, that's a very hard scheme to kind of pick up and try to transition into. Ray Rice has got his... Uh, He's got a, a big one cut out for him. Okay, thanks a lot, Akbar. Now, we're still serving up a fresh batch of waiver wire picks for Week 11. Find out why these unheralded stars might be a delicious free agent pickup come Sunday. And after two solid weeks, Case Keenum's value is on the rise. Is it time to sell high on the Texans' young QB? We'll tell you when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Roll to the right side. Looking deep. Keenum's going to take off. Keenan rolls left side of the end zone. Andre Johnson, an amazing catch! Keenan rolls to the right, sets up, throwing deep. Andre Johnson, fingertip grab, and he's got it for the touchdown! All right, it's time now for our Fantasy Coach of the Week, presented by Lenovo. Akbar, you are not our Lenovo Fantasy Coach of the Week. That belongs to America's team, who vanquished you in the NFL.com Experts League. You're not supposed to lose to them, Akbar, and they did it by starting your own guy, the man you said you absolutely had to pick up for this week. America, what were you thinking? (laughs) You're supposed to listen to me the week after I give you this huge advice about Case Keenum. Of course, they lost Aaron Rodgers. They picked up Case Keenum. And they started him. Look, Case Keenum put up 20 points, and I thought well, close to 20 points, 19 points, uh, fantasy points. But I thought when AJ Green made that that spectacular catch at the yeah. end, I was going to be America's team, and then he went out and did this to me. Why? Yeah, Case Keenum, the uh, savvy vet that's a rookie, put in a lot of time at the University of Houston, and now making the most of his opportunity with the Houston Texans. You got to wonder what his future is going to be, by the way. And looks like someone that's going to be started down the stretch. Can as I answer well. that question for yeah, you real quick? Yeah, he's going to beat out Matt Schaub. You think I so? Think He's, He's going guy. to be the quarterback of the future for the Houston Texans. Fantasy you relevance. Fantasy, fantasy relevance. and reality, right. too. How about uh, the reason they started uh, Case Keenum, of course, is because of the injury to Aaron Rodgers and his collarbone. What about moving forward without Aaron Rodgers, I guess, for the other Packers and with Aaron Rodgers for the playoffs? Because there's no timetable here for his return. Well, yeah, and, and that's the scary part, the fact that there's no timetable. But I think right now, speaking in fantasy uh, the world, America's in good hands right now because they have Case Keenan, somebody who can, of course, carry them in through the playoffs. But with Aaron Rodgers, when he comes back, and if he comes back during the playoffs, of course, you insert him and play yeah. him because he's just that good. I know we're talking, guys, to trade for a little bit later in the show. I would say yeah. if you can. It's such a good matchup for them in the playoffs. Yeah, Week 14, 15. So if you can somehow finagle Aaron Rodgers and just roll the dice that he's coming back, man, that would oh, be. Oh, you are so sneaky. I'm telling you, that'd you be so something special. And you know what? It's something you might want to think about, Akbar, from America's team because you have Cam Newton. And he's got a pretty tough stretch of games here. Yeah, he really does. And he I know he put up a big stinker against the San Francisco 49ers. In fact, he's the other reason why I lost the game, because he only gave me six fantasy yep. points. But I think he's not going to have to go up against the 49ers like he did this game. But I 
think he's going to still have the ability to run out. We saw him try to use his legs to get out of his situations. I think he'll be more successful moving forward. He'll still be able to find his, his pedestrian wide receivers down the field, and hopefully they can continue to get better with their run game that would allow him to be honest in, in the passing game. I'm going to let you just sneak that in, pedestrian well, wide receivers, going after Steve Smith that way. He's yeah, going to come on steady. Yeah, yeah, bonk Steve, you upside yeah, the head. You know, Steve, yeah, well, uh, he's probably going to call after me, too. But, <laughs> I mean, he hasn't been that, that big of a factor in fantasy. Yeah. All right, well, that was Fantasy Coach of the Week presented by Lenovo. If you want to help set the lineup for America's team, you can check it out now at NFL.com slash America's team. And uh, remember, you can vote to select who to start, who to sit on America's team at NFL.com slash America's team. They have the Bengals defense. I don't know if the people noticed that up there. It's not what it was at the start of the season. No Geno Atkins, and that's been a big difference for them. So what about suggestions? Which direction they can go other defense they might be able to look at through the waiver, through the waiver wire or maybe via trade? What, what do you do here? A- am I supposed to really give them real good hey, advice man, right now after, they, after they've already beaten me? I'm glad I don't have to play them, of course, this week coming up. But one defense you're that I really, me. You're in more trouble uh, than that. Yeah, okay, we'll see. But one defense that I really do like is the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals, they're going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars are struggling. And you can always pick, if you need fantasy points, you can always look towards that defense. You got to remember, John Abraham's coming off of a really good game, had two sacks, has five sacks on the season. And, of course, we're all, it's all about getting fantasy points. So you want to make sure that when they have good defensive backs like they do with Matthew, with, of course, they have across from Matthews yep, and Patrick Adrian Peterson. Peter, Patrick Peterson. So all those guys really help to make this a very good defense. And you see it right there, 11-plus fantasy points in two straight games, eighth-ranked defense, so you may not be able to pick them up off the waiver wire. One I'm guessing you will be able to pick up is the Tennessee Titans, Mm. and the reason I bring them up is because I'm looking for them to replicate what the St. Louis Rams did in their game against the Indianapolis Colts. You see here against the Jaguars, three sacks, two interceptions. That's not a surprise, really, because it was the Jaguars for those seven points, but... I like looking for defenses that are going up against bad offensive lines. And that's what you have in Indianapolis right now. Donald Brown's not running the ball well. Trent Richardson certainly is not running the ball well. So I like that front to pin their ears back, go after luck, force some problems, and get you, if you need to go to the waiver wire, enough points to get through this week. Well, you're talking about bad offensive line. How about the Pittsburgh Steelers being very, very bad? So you can look at the Lions defense. Yeah. The Detroit Lions, they have a lot of good guys up front. Of course, in Dominican Sue, we saw Nick Fairley. Nick Fairley. He was balling out. And then when they get Ezekiel Ansah back, the defensive end out of BYU, he's been pretty good leading the defensive ends there in sacks there with three sacks. Going up against this Pittsburgh Steelers deep, I mean, offensive line that is just getting Ben Roethlisberger Beat up. Yeah. We talk about 35 sacks this season that he's been sacked this year. That's the most he's ever had through nine games. And, of course, now going up against this defensive line, that could smell trouble and a lot of fantasy points if you're looking for a sneaky play as defense. Well, again, uh, keeping the theme going. And, and this is what you want to look for when you're trying to grab a defense off the waiver wire. Who, Which team is playing the worst offensive lines in the NFL? I don't think you're going to find one worse than the Atlanta Falcons. It is ravaged due to injury, and Matt Ryan has been under duress. He's thrown a lot of interceptions something we're not used to seeing from Matty Ice. But the Buccaneers, they ought to be available on your waiver wire. You see it right here, two sacks, an interception versus the Dolphins. And while that is a mess of an offensive line, of course, for myriad reasons, uh, the Atlanta offensive line is not much better. And that's the one I would go after as well. Again, these are waiver wire 
opportunities for you. Yeah, yeah no, and that, that's the smart yeah. play there, especially when they have a struggle. America's team has a struggling defense right now with the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, and I know we're going to get into it a little bit later, so we'll shelve our table, I should say, our conversation about the Chiefs against the Broncos and deal with it in a little bit uh, because there's a lot to get to still. Trade uh, trade value, who you should see, who you shouldn't, all that sort of thing. Uh, there's the players you should be trying to sell high on before they crash back down to earth and who you should be targeting to boost your roster for the playoff stretch run. Plus, Zach Stacy and Riley Cooper have seen a big boost to their fantasy value thanks to a couple of backup quarterbacks joining the starting ranks. Our comprehensive look at the NFL's backup QBs is on the way next. To honor our veterans for every point scored during the NFL's 32 Salute to Service games, the league will donate $100 to each of its nonprofit partners, the Pat Tillman Foundation, USO, and Wounded Warrior Project. To join the salute and learn more, visit NFL.com slash salute. Well, no two quarterbacks are made the same, and with a plethora, this plethora you speak of, of backup quarterbacks taking the reins in Week 11, we decided to take a look at how they performed and turned the fantasy fortunes of other players on their teams around. So let's start with Case Keenum, the Houston Texans, and more importantly, his effect on Andre Johnson. As a owner with Andre on a couple of my teams, I love the fact that Case Keenum has come in and been so effective And he has tunnel vision for Andre Johnson. It's the same way as Nick Foles seems to have tunnel vision towards Riley Cooper. Andre Johnson has never scored this many touchdowns. That was always his downfall. Now he has just been phenomenal. Turns out it's much better when you throw it to guys on your own team. (laughs) (laughs) See that? Lesson learned. Yeah, he's a gunslinger, too. He's got that gunslinger mentality, and Andre Johnson fits that mentality, the wide receiver you know, with a gunslinging quarterback. You get caught up in, in draft pedigree and where a guy's taken and where he went to school. Remember, Case Absolutely. Keenum was a product of the University of Houston with Kevin Sumlin as his, his, his head coach. He's an older guy. He's married. He's kind of more veteran than he is rookie and probably a big reason why he settled in rather comfortably in his first couple starts. Let's move on to, you just mentioned it, Fabs, Riley Cooper. You look at the targets with Michael Vick or Matt Barkley, just 21 with Nick Foles. More than those two combined by six, 27 of them, 17 receptions, over 400 yards, and most importantly, touchdowns, six of them. And you know why the two of them are making that connection, right, guys? <laughs> yes, because I know why they're Long they're hair. Well, Nick no, Foles had that hippie hair in Arizona, no, too. No, no, let's just go out and say it. Matt Barkley and Michael Vick didn't like throwing to Riley Cooper. And I don't know what reason it was for, but obviously Nick Foles has made a star in Riley Cooper. And that's because Riley Cooper has been able to get open and Nick Foles is finding him. I mean, you see right here, just get, being able to get over the top, beat the corner, just on a, in a simple nine route. And... You're seeing two very productive guys in this offense, and Nick Foles has made a difference. Tell the kids what a nine route is. A a nine route is just a go right, just running straight Straight down the field. But the big thing with Michael Vick, he doesn't see the whole field. Nick Foles sees the whole field. Defensive coordinators always knew that when Michael Vick was quarterback, they could just lop off half the field because Michael Vick wasn't going to look that way. And you see what happens when Nick Foles uses all of his receivers. Because Michael Vick was just locked into Deshaun Jackson, and if he didn't get him, he was flushed out. He was well, running. But, you know, the same can be true for on the opposite side, too. I mean, when you look at Nick Foles, he's targeting uh, Riley Cooper more than anything. You get your favorite, and that's the thing about quarterbacks. And any quarterback will tell you they have their favorite guys that they just trust and feel natural no. with, and that's That's, 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 that's very true, but Deshaun Jackson has not suffered. No, not one bit. Last yeah. time I checked, he had over 100 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> in that game against the Packers. How about this? Uh, Mike Glennon's effect on the tight ends in Tampa Bay, specifically Timothy Wright. And you look at targets, you always hear about young quarterbacks and how their favorite pass-catching option is the tight end. 
And here you see it, the last seven games, five targets per game as compared to one, one and a half. The receptions are there, the yards are there, the touchdowns are there. Will we continue to see this trend moving forward, Fabs? I think we will. And don't worry about Timothy Wright not having a good game last night because unless your name is Jimmy Graham or Rob Gronkowski, you're not going to have big numbers at the tight end position week in and week out. To me, he's still a borderline tight end one. How about it, Akbar? You know continue what? with Timothy Wright, or should I drop him and pick up Donald I, Penn? I, I say you continue with Timothy. <laughs> I say you continue with Timothy Wright. I mean, he's a, he's a this is a young quarterback's best friend is the tight end position, yep. and he fits that category. That was his touchdown, and you yeah, know, you could look at it that way. Going forward, more opportunities will go to Tim Wright. I'm just guessing. Yeah. He'll get more than the tackle. So a quarterback is installed and a running back benefits. That's the case in St. Louis. After the injury to Sam Bradford, they became a more rush-heavy offense because of perhaps Kellen Clemens or perhaps because Zach Stacy became the starter. Whatever the case, since Kellen Clemens has arrived as a starter, the attempts have gone up over 12 per game. And Zach Stacy, as you well know in our Experts League fabs, has been the beneficiary. One of the best waiver wire pickups of this season in fantasy football. And it's all about Kellen Clemens and what he can't do and what Zach Stacy can do now. This is a kid who can pound the football. He can also catch it. We all know Jeff Fisher likes to run the football from his days back in Tennessee where he had a guy named Eddie George doing that week in and week out. Zach Stacy's going to end up being a top 15 running back by the end of this season. Yeah, Stacy's yeah, got it going on. It's more amazing what he's doing because they have a backup quarterback in there. <laughs> it was really bad. I, I had such a great point on that, too, and now I've lost. No, it's gone. I couldn't How resist you, it. I couldn't resist it. Jeez. The trade deadline is looming, and with the playoffs four weeks away, now is the time to make your final move for championship glory. We'll break down. Who to move, who to acquire next on NFL Fantasy Live. The fantasy trade deadline drawing near. Time to make those final moves to get set for the playoffs, and we've got the players with the best schedules in the last weeks of the season. Week 10 is in the books. If you miss anything, no need to fear. We've got a recap of the best and worst of the weekend, and Tuesday means it's time to hit the waiver wire and hit it hard. Follow our lead, and we shall lead you to a Week 11 win. This is NFL Fantasy Live. All right, so some bad news. Uh, Well, most importantly, for the health of Mike James, but also for your fantasy team in Tampa. A broken ankle means, guys, that James is out indefinitely with that fracture. So for your fantasy team, following their first victory, which running back do you replace him with? How bad has this been? Injury-wise. A lot of injuries. Bust-wise for running backs. James was on pace to have a big game. Unfortunately, he went down with the injury. Hopefully, he's going to be back sooner than later. But you're looking at a timeshare now. Bobby Rainey and and, and Brian Leonard. And I don't know that either one of these two guys is going to be better than the other from a fantasy perspective. Well, you know, I, I would say that Bobby Rainey did look a lot more impressive than the other running back there. And when you look at the way he was able to kind of explode from behind the offensive line, I think he has that, kind of that Darren Sproles factor going on, being able to run behind those larger offensive linemen. I agree. And that's, that's hard for a defensive lineman to But he had 20 carries, Leonard. So. Yeah, but we talked about that on Monday night. He just looked better. Of course, Leonard would probably have the more reps and everything yeah. like that. But as they get a full practice in, Rainey's going to end up being the and guy. And there's also yeah. a comfort level there with Leonard, of course, being a Rutgers guy, Shiano Rutgers. 
Rutgers guy, coached him back there. So there, there could be something there when all else fails. Just trust the guy that you know maybe better than the other. But you're right. I mean, Rainey certainly looked like the more explosive back. Percy Harvin uh, has been activated. He is now placed on the active Finally. roster off that pup list, and he is expected to play this Sunday against a defense that's had an issue or two slowing down opposing offense. And by the way, it's his former team. Yes, absolutely. It is the Percy Harvin Bowl, and the game is at home in Seattle, where the Seahawks tend to play pretty darn well. Well, you know, and here's my rule, too. What's Whenever rule, a Lockhart? player is going to face his former team yeah. in fantasy, I think you, you sit absolutely <laughs> play him because there's something that happens. It's kind of like the Monday night effect when players all of a sudden, they get up for playing against on a Monday night game or a Thursday night football game. Same thing with this situation, Percy Harvin's going to ball out against the Minnesota it's Vikings. A, it's such a Pete Carroll move, too, to be like, all right, we're going to show, yeah. we're going to let him go out and show off a little bit against Absolutely. the Vikings. See, I take the opposite approach, that the guys are so mad that he left them, that he allowed the Vikings to trade him to the Seattle Seahawks. But that's, that, 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 put it on that, him, that's superseded by that feeling on the inside. That's that adrenaline times 10. We'll see, man. Agree to disagree. Okay. <laughs> uh, here you go. Week 10 performers. Your top performers, Drew Brees. Demarius Thomas with those three touchdowns in San Diego. Of course, the Thursday night spectacular. Speaking of that Vikings defense by RG3. And Tavon Austin finally announcing his presence as the top offensive weapon taken outside of a quarterback. Watch you know it was before a quarterback in the NFL 2013 draft. Here's your biggest disappointments. Wes Welker. Wes Welker. I remember seeing him on somebody's board. It's just escaping me right now. Yeah, yes, I can't week think 10 performers. Oh, CJ Spiller made an appearance again. Thanks a lot, CJ. And of course, Trent Richardson, our old friend Mike Lombardi, and the Browns looking smarter and smarter every day for that trade acquiring. If you, yeah. if you drafted that team that was on that board back in August or September, you were so excited. You were so excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And speaking of uh, trades, it is only 10 days until your fantasy trade deadline. So we hear the four minds that sit at this table compiled a list of players that you ought to think about acquiring and a list of players that you ought to think about sending off. We'll start with the players to trade for, and a lot of this has to do with schedules in weeks 14, 15, and 16. So why don't we get started there with C.J. Spiller. Akbar. Well, you know, I, I think, Fabs, you, you like this one with C.J. Spiller. And when you think about C.J. Spiller, he's a, he's, a, he's a really good running back. I mean, but it's something that you can build on. But you look at how many points he scored last week. Owners are upset with him. Everybody wants to get rid of him. People want to cut him outright. So now you look at it, you go find an owner who's a little bit upset and try to prey on them a little bit and realize you don't want to start C.J. Spiller this week. And really, you just want to use him as a flex guy down the road yeah. because if you look at his schedule in the playoffs, What's very he got, favorable. Right? He's got the Jags, he's got Tampa Bay, and he's got Miami Absolutely. for the Super Bowl. And you saw what the Buccaneers running backs were doing last night. So he's a good he's a good target. You've always talked, Fabs, about the quarterback being a deep position. Why do you want to trade for Tony Romo down well, the stretch? Well, there's several reasons. Number one, he had a bad game against New Orleans. He's going into a bye week. You trade for him after the bye. People are going to be a little bit down on him. And another reason is the Cowboys' defense stinks. I mean, it's just awful. So they're going to be in a lot of shootouts. He also has some great matchups after the bye. The Giants, the Raiders, the Bears, Green Bay, and Washington. Ooh, like I mean, that. how yeah. much better does it get yeah. for a quarterback than those five opponents? 
Trade for Romo right now. I know you have him in our yes, league. All right, so we got our like to hear that. Running back, we got our quarterback, wide receiver. In your opinion? Yeah, it's got to be Andre Johnson. Be. And right, yes, because Andre Johnson right now is hot. And you, th- you look at his schedule. I mean, just going into Week 11, he's got the Oakland Raiders. So he's just going to warm up as he gets in to the playoffs when he's got the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Denver Broncos, who have a very weak secondary. Case Keenum has made it a point to make Andre Johnson his guy. He'll continue to produce, and especially if you're struggling at that wide, wide receiver position, go get Andre Johnson. You don't like but, it, right? Well, you know what? Mike was talking about this earlier in the show is that touchdown catching has not been his forte, and I am a little bit concerned that he's had these games in the past where he's gone real streaky, where he's had a couple – where his touchdowns come in bunches, and his value is at an all-time high. To me, it seems like somebody you want to sell. Somebody, well, I, somebody like, please, if I, I had him, I would try to get him because – Just remember, he's got the Jacksonville Jaguars in, I mean, in almost back-to-back yeah, weeks there. Right? I mean, so, so that's bunched up points there. I, I do want to mention, too, you saw the name on the board, Eddie Lacy. You look at what the dynamic of that Packers offense is with whoever the quarterback's going to be until Aaron Rodgers gets, gets back. Plus, remember – they are a run-heavy team now, and it's going to get colder in Green Bay. It's going to get colder in the NFC North. When you look at their schedule down the stretch, Atlanta, Dallas, and Pittsburgh, three teams that do not stop the run well. So if, if you can make a play for Eddie Lacy, even though he's been hot lately, I'd say go after it. See if you can maybe put something together. Let's take a look at some names you ought to be sending away, saying thanks for your efforts, but I'm moving on. Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski there at the top two Patriots. A lot of that schedule-based. Andrew Luck, the quarterback, Alfred Morris, and Russell Wilson. Why don't we get things started here with Tom Brady, Rank. Yeah, he had that great game last week, and everybody was looking forward to playing him. So his value right now is at a little bit of a high, but when you start looking at the schedule, we've talked about this before, and when the when the weather starts getting colder there in New England, they're going to turn more to the running game. Steven Ridley's been playing really well. Shane Vereen is coming back. So now when you look at some of their matchups, too, you look like the Patriots are going to be playing in a lot of close games I don't see a lot of offensive output coming up. And and just to build on that with with the Rob Gronkowski, the reason why that name is there, it was something that I I had an idea about, and and it's this. They're playing outside. They're playing down the stretch. They want Gronkowski to be healthy for the playoffs. He has had myriad injuries. They aren't going to play him excessive reps. I've got to believe that they're going to run the ball more with those cold-weather games outside. And the idea is trade Gronk for a top-tier tight end. See if you have a Patriots fan or somebody after he has a big game this next week. See if you can trade him for Julius Thomas, for Jordan Reed, That's for Jimmy Graham, for, move for, right for one of those particular players. I think that makes sense going down the stretch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how about Russell Wilson and trading him away? He has been a top-producing quarterback this he season. He has been very, very good. But Russell Wilson is a guy who has got a great matchup against Minnesota this week, right? Yep. He is going to destroy that team. Then they have a bye. Trade him after he kills the Vikings this weekend. His value is never going to be higher. Then he has some tough games. He's playing the Saints, who have a really good pass defense. The Niners, okay, the Giants, not so good. But then Arizona. And another thing, too, is that if you can acquire a top-notch running back, a top-notch wide receiver, in return for Russell Wilson, whose numbers will drop after the bye, well, you probably already have another quarterback who can put up serviceful, if not better, numbers. Nick Foles, for example. I mean, Case Keenum's been so good. So I would trade Russell Wilson, upgrade at running back or wide receiver, after he beats up on the Minnesota Vikings. We gave you a little taste of Alfred Morris prior to Russell Wilson. I know that is someone you're interested in trading away. Yes, and, and here's why. Because I've got a sneaky suspicion that Mike Shanahan is going to pull out some of the Shanahanigans 
as we get closer to the playoffs and then into the playoffs. We've already seen a little bit of Darrell Young. We've yep. seen a little sprinkle of Roy Hallou. And all of a sudden, I'm like, hold on. You've got Alfred Morris over here who's absolutely balling. I mean, even look in his last three games. I mean, he's put up 13, 18, 15 points. And so now you're going to start giving Hallou and Darrell Young a little bit of love in the goal line area. You could trade him and get a back that is not going to have any threat of anybody coming in. I'll give you Andre Johnson. Ooh. Don't do that. Oh, I, I mean, he was supposed to have Tony Gonzalez. I was supposed to have Cam. Uh, no, 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 I'll say this about Alfred Morris. You're still bitter. I am still bitter because that trade was consummated. Break you're on this set with you sitting there. <laughs> I'll say this about Alfred Morris. Kyle Shanahan is unnerving. The, the way that he runs Alfred Morris early in the game, he gashes defenses. The Redskins take leads, and then somehow, inexplicably, he gets away from him later in the game. It will lead you to pull your hair out, especially in the playoffs, even with good matchups against Atlanta and Detroit in those final two weeks. All right, coming up, our panel of experts will sit down as they discuss the most pressing issues facing fantasy owners in Week 11. It's the McRanklin Group returning for the first time in 2013. Don't miss it when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Is that him over there? From Los Angeles, the McRanklin Group, the sharpest minds, the best sources, the hardest fantasy talk. Welcome to the season premiere of the McRanklin Group with the best panel who would agree to come on the show this hour. Let's meet them right now. You know him as a host of NFL Fantasy Live. He was also the original drummer of Chumbawamba. That's right. Once beat Adrian Young in a push-up contest. Please say hello to Matt Money Smith. <laughs> right here. Right here. Adrian Young for you. He's a former Raider, Charger, Dolphin, Aztec, and Cougar, but he holds the record for once downing 94 taquitos at El Torero in Corona, California. He's Akbar Bajabiamila. Hey, how you doing? He's a fan. <laughs> Wonderful. He's a fantasy Hall of Famer, but more importantly, he once split a cab with Anne Hathaway after a Vegas bender and made her pick up the tab for lunch. He's Michael Fabiano. He's got nothing to say. He's a professor of fantasy science, but he was originally kicked out of USC when he took the rap for Rob Kardashian after they stole a campus police car. Please say hello to Marcus Grant. I needed to pick up some late-night burritos. What can I say? <laughs> Issue number one, should you start the Chiefs D versus the Broncos? Must be the money. Absolutely you start the Chiefs D versus the Broncos. Why? How about 19 fumbles, 12 of them lost, one each in the last two weeks, not to mention Peyton Manning's thrown an interception in four of his last five games. Damn straight you start him, McRaeglin. Do you agree with him, Snuckbar? Yes, I absolutely agree with him, especially too. Peyton Manning's banged up. You got Tom Bahali coming off the edge. I'm not sure that Peyton Manning can get out of his way. Knock us out with something, Rocky. Buffalo Bills defense, a better start than the Chiefs. Wrong! Marcus Grant. <laughs> I'm thinking you start the Chiefs. The Broncos have been slowed down the last couple of weeks. I like Kansas City. Issue number two, best quarterback for the rest of 2013, RG3, Phillip Rivers, Admiral Akbar. I'm going with Phillip Rivers. You know, RG3 came off to a slow start. Uh, yes, he's starting to make his way, but Phillip Rivers has been playing strong. He's got young, developing wide receivers, emerging Keenan Allen. He's got somebody to throw to. Hey, and Ryan Matthews hasn't looked so bad. Do you agree, Turtle? I do. Phillip Rivers, Turtle. <laughs> Phillip Rivers has been the better quarterback to this point. He will be the better quarterback, leading you to the fantasy playoffs. Marcellus Wallace. Well, I think you go with Phillip Rivers. He's got a better schedule down the stretch as well for the fantasy playoffs. you got to like that. Dr. Morgenstern. Yeah, they're all wrong. And here's why. King Dunlap out with a concussion. There goes your left tackle. Nick Hardwick, center, in and out of that lineup. you got no offensive line, no time to throw downfield. Last time I checked, Phillip Rivers doesn't have wheels. So why are you starting him, huh? I agree. Yeah. I agree <laughs> with you, Little Bill. Issue number three, biggest disappointment down the stretch, Arthur Fabzarelli. 
I'm going to go with Tom Brady. No, I'm saying you are the biggest disappointment. <laughs> I'm kidding. Who's your player? How did Rank do in the, the experts league? Like, oh, anyways, I'm oh, going to wow. say it's Tom Nobody Brady. Nobody knows who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Tom Brady. You're going with him. How about you, Special Delivery Jones? I'm going with Ray Rice, the injury and the poor Ravens offensive line. Down the stretch, he's very disappointed I go, hey, that's Mr. Scheister to you. And I go Colin Kaepernick. Absolutely. Defenses have figured him out. The tape's out on you, Kaepernick. Why are you taking my guy? It's How Colin Kaepernick all the way through. That's my I will guy. make it a clean that's sweep. My guy. First. I will make it a clean sweep matter. with you guys. It is going to be Colin Kaepernick. Ooh. Issue number four. Ooh. Trent Richardson or Donald Brown hit it, Geno Smith. Donald Brown. He's maybe not getting as many touches as Richardson, but he's been more effective when he has the football in his hands. What do you say, Josh McCown? I don't like guys with the initials DB. I don't trust them, so I'm going with T. Rich. Kabir's brother. Yeah, it's, it's Trent Richardson all the way. He's a stronger runner than Donald Brown. Trent Richardson. Yeah, Trent Richardson. Have you seen Trent Richardson play I, this I season? I have <laughs> seen him all the way through, and I'm saying that power run scheme, eventually something has to happen, but I'm not giving it to Donald Brown. What do you say, fourth Grammatica brother? I cannot oh. give it to Donald Brown. I just can't do it. Not going to give it to the guy from UConn. Wrong! It is going to be Donald Brown. You must watch the Colts games and realize Donald Brown is the best guy. Issue number five, waiver wire priority, Andre Brown, Riley Cooper, William H. Money. Oh, Riley Cooper all the way. Come on. He's Matt Fo- He's Nick Foles' favorite target. He's catching touchdowns, Chris Carter style. You got a football life tonight. Let's celebrate the man and catch some touchdowns. Should together. I even bother to ask you? Uh, you know what? No, I'm actually going to go the opposite <laughs> way. I'm actually going to go with Andre Brown because he's the number Do one. Do it back. as Obama. Well, look, let me be clear. Where's, where's Sasha and Malia? Uh, look, Nancy Pelosi loves this kid named uh, Andre Brown. Uh, Andre Brown's the number one running back. Uh, uh, and, look, if Banner doesn't want to get his act Let's together. Let's move on, Maverick. <laughs> what do you got? It's Andre Brown. You know how hard it is to find a number one featured running back on the waiver wire right now? Riley Cooper's been good, but Andre Brown's going to be a hero down the stretch. Juan Pierre, Jim, jump in here. Ooh, I go with what he said. Andre Brown's the guy in that Giants backfield, and running backs are hard to come by right now. Veto, don't be foolish. You go with the hardcore running back. Well, that's it for the McRankling Group. Waiver wire picks are next. Bye-bye. Where's Rank? You see Rank? If you missed any of the action on Monday night, check out NFL Game Rewind with HD Coach's Film. Relive every play from every game with two exclusive angles and DVR-style controls. You can try it for free at NFL.com slash Game Rewind. Here you go. Take a look at Michael Fabiano's top waiver wire targets for week 11 still time to tweak that roster make additions specifically i think babs looking at your list for that playoff push no question about it and there are a lot of players on this list money who can help you during that stretch run and get you with a league championship absolutely love that shane vereen there right at the top but why don't you start us off go one below andre Braun and what you saw from him Against the Oakland Raiders. I saw a guy who had 30 carries, who looked fresh, who looked spry, who's going to be the goal line back for the New York Giants and the featured back for Big Blue. And when there is a running back of his talent, of his caliber on the waiver wire at this time of the season, going into week 11, you have to go out and pick this kid up. I'm going to tell you right now, assuming he avoid injuries, which has been his problem in his career, 
Andre Braun will be a hero for a lot of fantasy well, owners. I love the passion in your voice about Andre Brown, and I share the same sentiment. This kid is exceptional. Well, why don't you take us to the wide receiver position, Akbar, because you also share the same sentiment when it comes to a guy that's getting targeted an awful lot, regardless of who the quarterback is in well, Green Bay. Well, this is how it works with the Green Bay Packers and, and every team in the NFL. You typically have your service team. The service team gives a very good look for the starters. And what you have here is Boykin and Tolzien, who spent a lot of time together in the scout team department. Now, all of a sudden, they're out there doing their thing because of injuries to, of course, uh, Aaron Rodgers and, of course, with Randall Cobb. And these guys have an exceptional connection together, big-time production for this kid. Uh, perhaps some of you had the foresight to pick up the Rams defense off the waiver wire. Great pass rush combined with bad offensive line equals mega fantasy points. I would suggest doing the same thing this week, guys, when it comes to the Buffalo Bills. Great pass rush anchored by Super Mario. Great linebackers anchored by likely defensive rookie of the year, Kiko Alonso. And good play in the secondary. And you saw what they were able to do against the Pittsburgh Steelers here. They create turnovers specifically interceptions 18 of them on the season and guess who they're going up against oh Geno Smith and the New York Jets that interception machine that that rookie quarterback is this is your waiver wire defense pickup of the week and Geno has been awful on the road awful on the road (laughs) all right rank I like Josh McCown this week now Michael has been talking about Case Keenum and Nick Foles so much that all the guys in my league of record have already picked him up so now that I have to go out and search for a quarterback McCown is the guy that I'm going after, and I like this I, I, I like this kid a lot. If you look at him over his last couple of games when he's had the opportunity, he's played very well. Of course, having Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey is a couple of options to throw to. will certainly help with that. And Bears quarterbacks have thrown at least two touchdown passes in all their home games this season, so... That's a great matchup to me. I like it. I'm going to go with McCann. Yeah, we think of the Bears, of course, because of their dominant defense over the past decade. This is one of the top five scoring offenses in the league this year, regardless of who the quarterback has been. And you can argue Josh McCown these last two and a half games that he's played felt so, a little bit better than that's a fair point yeah that's a fair not, point. Uh, not available in the waiver wire but worth noting it's pretty cool Bengals wide receiver aj green was having a rough outing on sunday until this hail mary put the Bengals into overtime on sunday <laughs> of the users it's like gift wrap that won their week with aj green in their starting lineup 22 percent nearly a quarter of them would not have won without that single pass. Let me tell you, I jumped yeah. out of my bed watching yep. this game when I saw that. I was like, yes, bed. You're, you're in bed. You're in bed. I wasn't feeling well. Wednesday, which uh, of Week 10's disappointment should you start next week and which belong on your bench? We're going to be back with Week 11 starts and sits Wednesday at 5 Eastern on NFL Network. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.